Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to On The Rise, a podcast about female college tennis players on the way up. On the Rise serves compelling stories and unique angles in women's college tennis. This is your host, Perry Shinen. In this episode of On the Rise, I will be speaking with University of Texas freshman Charlotte Shivatipan, who was part of the 2021 NCAA championship team, led by head coach Howard Joffe and assistant coach Taylor Fogelman. The University of Texas Longhorns edged Pepperdine 4-3 in one of the most epic finals in NCAA history to capture this year's team title. All right, Charlotte, this is so exciting. This is On The Rise podcast for college tennis players who are on the way up. And thank you so much for joining us today. We have Charlotte from the University of Texas. I am so excited to kick it off with you because a very big thing just happened. Charlotte, do you want to tell us about your weekend? Yeah, well, first, thanks for having me on On The Rise. It was actually kind of a funny phone call with Howard telling me, but then here I am. So over the weekend, uh, we won NCAAs, I think our third national championship in school history, and it's been like, I think over 25 years since the last one. That is so fantastic. Well, I watched the match and I just want to say so unbelievably impressive from both you and your team, but an amazing match really and truly the level of tennis was unbelievable. Yeah, I agree. I mean, Pepperdine played very well. We were this close to losing the doubles point. It just happened to turn our way, which was really huge for our outcome of our success. I mean, getting the doubles point, we got up to, I won my match, we got up two up zero lead. And then next thing you know, like two matches on my team lose. And then Peyton turns it around from a, you know, a set deficit and she comes back and, and wins that set against Ashley Leahy. And then I think our six lost the match, but she played pretty well and the girl is good. And then Lulu, like she's up a set in 4-2 and she freaking loses the set. And then now we're in a third set nail biter and she gets down a break. Unbelievable tennis. Unbelievable. But I want to bring it back to the devil's point because you you spoke very nicely about the devil's point, but that was also very much in your control. You were out there. You were doing the thing. So can I hear about it? What, What were you thinking? Well, okay. For one thing, I was not playing my best tennis to begin with. I mean, it was started off pretty rough on my serve. Like we were up 40-15 on the very first game, end up losing it, get down 2-0. Peyton, my doubles partner, she was playing pretty well from the back. Luckily, like, I was able to make some volleys, you know, do some stuff, do some damage in the front, because, like, God, bless my heart, I could not make a ball in the back. Well, it is not easy. I cannot even imagine, I mean, that situation and the amount of pressure on the shoulders of everyone on your team. But, I mean, especially you in that moment. And then bring me to your singles match. How How did that go? Well, I mean, I think it kind of, like, kind of ran over from doubles. Like, I started playing a little bit better toward the end of the in the tiebreaker. I started to make a little bit more returns stepping in, and I was just like, you know, I guess that confidence of playing a little bit better led into my singles match. Howard was like, okay, guys, we got to, you know, pour wine into the vat. That's probably my favorite saying. He gives us a story. So he was like, pour wine into the vat. Just don't count on the other person to get the job done for you because you need to, like, everybody needs to show up. So, I mean, in my Singles match, I got down 2-0. I wasn't playing very well for some reason. I was shanking 74 hands. And then 
Taylor was on my court. He just pretty much told me, like, you know, stay on the ball a bit more and, you know, just play physical tennis and then brought it back to two all. And I kind of ran away with the set. And then I think after like two all, I was just like, it was just a hundred this way projector. It wasn't even that this way. I was playing so well. That's amazing. And and I mean, that's so fantastic. And so you really talked about that moment. Was it was it really because of your coach, Howard, or what, what made that switch during the match? Well, it was actually Taylor. I think, honestly, he didn't really like say much. Taylor's not, he, Taylor has like a really calming voice. So I think I was like kind of antsy with like, God, I can't make a four and I'm like missing first balls. So it was just like looking at him and he was just like, you know, just keep it on the strings and just make her work for it. I think it was just like somebody believes in you too. So I guess it's just that reassurance that like you can do this. It's going to be a tough match. You're playing a good player who I think is like a fifth year or, or definitely a senior. And so she's very experienced. So it's just somebody who is just like, okay, you know, you can do this as long as you do this. Yeah, absolutely. And so you are a freshman. So this all happened your freshman year. That is unbelievable. How, how do you see the future? Can it go up? Can it get better? I think it could get better. I mean, if we won indoors in the beginning of the year, I don't think it could have gotten better. But at least, like, we finaled, um, we learned our lessons, and we saved it for NCAAs. But I think in the following years, like, we could be doing some damage, like the way we did the first year. Our team is so young. Like like I said, we're all freshmen. Actually, five out of six of the starters are freshmen. And so we're here for, like, you know, at least another three years to, like, you know, do some really good work on this team. So exciting. Well, what a thrilling weekend. And it was so much fun for me to watch. And I would have loved to be there in person and support you and your team and obviously hope to do that in the in the coming years. So tell me, let's go back to your junior career. So how did you end up at Texas? It's kind of a funny story. Like I was at Roland Garros in Qualies and sometime in May, almost graduating my senior year, I wasn't even recruited by Texas. Like I was looking at Northwestern, Pepperdine. I was very close to going to Cal. But, you know, the Northwestern coach was there and I see like this Texas coach. I didn't even know who he was. I thought he was the men's coach. And I think he was heard me talking smack about somebody because he was like always like kind of within my vicinity. But I didn't really know who he was. And I played this match in Roland Garros. Like you would think it's like, you know, a nice place, but it was like probably the worst clay courts. The clay court was this big. I swear, if you like move three steps outside of the doubles line, you're going to hit the fence. But anyways, I played a good match against this Italian girl. It was high quality tennis. That's what he said after the match. But I ended up winning 7-6, 6-7, 6-4. And like a lot of things happened. Like I had to go through some adversity. I was playing well. Like I won the first set. Second set, I was up. I ended up losing the second set, but I had to go to like the bathroom again. I went to the bathroom between the first and second and I didn't know the rule between the first and second. You only have one bathroom break in a match. And so I needed to go to the bathroom again. And like, I think dealing with that adversity and like seeing that like it was such good quality tennis, like he really wanted me on his team. So he messaged me after the match and he was like, hi, this is Howard from Texas. Like I saw your match against so-and-so at the Roland Garros qualifying, like, I would love to talk to you about Texas. And I was like, yeah, sure. I was one of those kids, like, that if any coach texted me, I'd always reply back whether, like, I had interest in the school or not. And honestly, like, when Texas was messaging me, I was just, like, gonna give it a phone call, you know, just to be polite. But I really had no interest in it. But then when Howard came by and watched every other match, he talked to me about Texas. We had a really long phone call. He said good things like in practices, he has a notebook about how he wants to plan. So it seemed like he was organizing. He really wanted to develop people. And that's exactly what I was looking for. And I took a visit and I just really like thought the atmosphere was for me. Like 
they say, you know, when you go and there's like this feeling like, you know, this school's for you. And that was like the first time that I felt like at any school, like, okay, yeah, this school is definitely for me. Like, I can just feel it. That is so incredible. And so now that you're here, now that you have one year under your belt, what what are you studying? What are you doing off the court? Off the court, I'm back in California. I'm trying to play some pro tournaments this summer, but I think most of the time I'll be basing my um, training back in, in Austin. So I went over the, with the coaches with Howard and Taylor and um, about a schedule and how we can like, you know, maximize like, you know, training and, and tennis and how it's going to go. So my main focus is really just pro tournaments. Yes, absolutely. And so, so what is your major? Have you declared yet? Not yet. I mean, I'm all over the place in that area. I'm like one day I want to go into like chemistry and the other day I want to go into like art history. I mean, <laughs> it's just like all over. There's so many options. That's the thing. It's, it, it is overwhelming. I totally understand. When I was a freshman, I went through the same thing. So when you're, when you're in class, have you had a class that has really stood out to you, you know, something that you might want to pursue? Yeah. I mean, I called my parents and I told them like, I really love that sports psychology class. I mean, I don't even think it was like in my core curriculum. I just thought it was interesting um, when I looked at the schedule and I ended up really like loving it. I mean, I think that class and my chemistry class, that's where I retained the most information, really. Like, chemistry is just because I had to study so much, and I had a friend in there, so, you know, we were doing well together. But that sports psychology class, I, I remember telling my friend and my parents, like, I never felt that way toward the class. So hopefully, yeah, we'll see. It's very, very cool. And, I mean, obviously, there's such a huge mental aspect of tennis. And, and how have you really worked on that mental side throughout your career? Well, before when I was 16... I was a total mess. I was getting mad on the court, breaking rackets. And I went to Carson and I met this guy named Dr. Bob, man. Like I was telling him Dr. Bob changed my life. He taught me like strategies on the court, like how to control like that anger and how you should be talking yourself on the court and like how important routines are and how to like maintain professionalism. You know, it's just like stuff like that. It feels like kind of overlooked. Like a lot of parents be like, stop being mad. Like I know I'm mad, but like, how do I fix it? And I think that was just like, you know, that solution to my problem. And it carried over into, um, into college. Unfortunately, I can't work with Dr. Bob anymore. So we have this new guy named Chris at Texas, and he's pretty much Dr. Bob, but just not Dr. Bob. He's another great guy too. And we talk about problems, about how I'm feeling on the court, but talking to Chris and taking that sports psychology class, the sports psychology class just answers more questions that I have with like, why am I feeling this way? And the stuff with the brain. So yeah, like I would say the mental part, I've really grown since, I don't know, since I was a teenager until now. Absolutely. Well, I'm sure it's been fantastic for everyone else around you to see as well. And it's really so complex. I mean, the mental side of, of tennis, both on and off the court is so complex. And so kind of going off of that, how is your team culture and how does that, how does your team culture deal with the mental side of tennis? That's the biggest thing Howard talks about. He always says like, you know, you guys know what you got, you're doing. Like, you're all very good tennis players. I would have not recruited you if you're, you know, if you're not a good tennis player. But the thing that's going to bite us in the ass is, like, is our mental part of it. We're, if we're going to break down, if we're going to unravel. I mean, I've had some, I've unraveled, actually, in, in college. Because I think it was just, like, really overwhelming with, like, school and stress and, like, team atmosphere that you're not really used to. But Howard's really, like, trying to get you, like, you guys need to control yourself, like, what tennis part needs to play. And he's, that's just probably the biggest emphasis that he has on us because he knows that we're all good tennis players. 
Absolutely. And I mean, that's so, you know, that's obviously so nice to hear, but at the same time in the moment, it can be so difficult. So it's very impressive and hats off to you all for, for really dealing with that and, and facing it head on. And so I'm wondering, how are you staying present during this time? Because I feel like when something so great happened to you and your team, how are you staying present and how are you really taking it day by day? Because this is something that has been so fantastic to capture the NCAA championship. I mean, only one team, only a few girls every year get this honor. Well, honestly, it's a great thing. I, I remember like watching this video on YouTube where like the guy, he became valedictorian and he was like, it's the best 15 seconds of my life. And then 16 seconds later, like, I don't feel anything. But I mean, for me that night, I didn't really feel it. I was just like, we won. It's just celebration. But it was the morning after I was like, wow, I'm an NCAA champion. It feels really good. But then like, I was just really busy. I couldn't really have time to like wow, I'm an NCAA champion. We're so good. I was just having to fly on the airplane, get back to California. And I mean, I, I was just staying busy. That's just the basic answer. I mean, it's great that we that we accomplished our goal as a team, but I think we just, we want more. Ne hopefully next year we can get that indoor title and NCAAs and, you know, and see what we can do. So fantastic. Well, it seems like the sky is the limit for your team. And so did you did you get to go out? Did you get to do anything to celebrate? Or were you back on the plane in, in hours after your match? We finished like at 10 p.m. And then by the time like the things start to settle, it's 1 a.m. Next thing you know, I mean, people are coming after you after the match. You're taking pictures. People are congratulating you. Howard and, and Peyton and everybody has to do some like sort of interview. By then it's 11 o'clock and at that point I'm just like, I just want to go eat something. I'm so hungry. I haven't ate since like 2.30 in the afternoon. And you played a doubles and singles and yeah. then you waited for your teammates. Yeah, I mean, I just want, I was like, there's nothing open. Uh, Wendy sounded so good that night and I think we had Chili's burger, which was fine and we ate it at midnight. That's so fantastic. Well, it was a victory burger, so love that. Love <laughs> exactly. that. Love that. Well, that is so fantastic. And I am also wondering, so your team is mostly freshmen. So moving forward to next season, you obviously talked about your goals on the court, but what are your goals off the court? My goal is, you know, to keep having my grades up. I was telling my friend, like, you know, I think school is my hobby. I, I don't know what to do when I'm in summertime. I just don't, I'm so bored. There's that time, like, I know you feel the same way. Like when you're in school, like you have tennis practice and boom, 30 minutes later, you got to go and like, do some sort of like reading course and you got that homework due at night. For me, I just enjoy that stress and like it gives me something to do. So I, I don't know. I mean, for me, it's just get the good grades and I actually really enjoy school. Well, that's fantastic. I do as well. And I feel like that structure, that, that really that balance of tennis and school is something that has shaped my life. And it's something that honestly, moving forward, now that I'm leaving my competitive tennis career, it's something I'm, I feel, you know, I'm scared. I feel like I'm going to struggle with that. Yeah, I mean, when we're in Orlando, I was telling my friend, like, God, I'm having withdrawals. Like, I don't know what to do. I'm like, so I'm so nervous before my match. And I think that school actually, like, brought my attention away from tennis. And it actually was very beneficial with, like, my, my mental health well-being. Because I would just be freaking out about, like, how well I'm playing or how bad I'm playing. Um, yeah, so tennis was just on my mind. But having that school, like, okay, I got to get this done, this done. That's so it... Um, kept my sanity throughout the first year. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Charlotte. This has been wonderful to have you. Yeah, thanks, Perry. All right, and this is your host, Perry Shinen. This is Charlotte Shvatifan, and we are On The Rise. This has been an episode of On The Rise, a Tennis Channel podcast in partnership with Behind The Racket. Join us next time to continue our conversation about women's college tennis. 
This is Perry Shannon on The Rise.